Now entering Nerdist.com. True it with a guy named Kevin. True it and this other guy Steve. True it from the TV and the movies, and now this podcast stream. True it, they're gonna get chewy. True it, they might even get me. True it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? How's it going? Oh, so good. Oh, I have something so delicious in my. What mind. is it? What is it? What it's a Philadelphia cheesesteak. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Is it because we're going to Philadelphia? It's in anticipation of our Philadelphia arrival tomorrow. Oh, jeez. Okay. All and, right. Uh, I don't mean to, I don't mean to just start plugging, but this is an organic plug because yeah. all I can think about. You know, the only reason I love Philadelphia. The yeah. only reason I ever uh, consider going to Philadelphia is because yeah. I know I'm going to be eating cheesesteaks. Right. Nonstop. Right. Yeah. I love. I do love the city of Philadelphia. And I think probably 99% of it is because I go there and I just binge eat cheesesteaks. Wow. Anyway, that's what I'm eating. It's not for the Liberty Bell? Dude, that Liberty Bell is pretty sweet. I was eating razzleberry dressing. Razzleberry dressing? Yeah. Why are you having razzleberry dressing? I don't know. Because it's Christmas time. I don't even know what it is. What is razzleberry dressing? I don't don't know. And razzleberry dressing. It's Christmassy, though. You know what I mean? Because that's that's the time of year. Sure, right and I know you are a Christmas freak. I am. I like Christmas. I mean, you're a Christmas freak. I think like a freak. Got my Christmas tree yesterday. Hey, me too. You did? Yeah, I sure did. All right, way to go. Hey, you may hear our uh, GPS going. Yeah, uh, that's because we're doing yet another car, we're car cast. casting. We're um, we're actually doing some pitching this week, so we're we're driving around to meetings and uh, we're together in the car. And so why not, right? Why not? Why not? And by the way, I'll just tell everybody, we are right now staring at the Pacific Ocean. Oh, look how beautiful this! It is. It's beautiful. It is so nice. This is my favorite drive in Los Angeles, the, yeah. uh, the Topanga Canyon PCH. It's great. Drive. Um, what, uh, how big of a tree did you get? Did you get a big one? Uh, we did an eight to nine footer yesterday. Okay. What'd you get? Okay. We went eight footer. Okay. That's, how, that's as high as it can go. They wanted bigger, but we can't go bigger. I wanted bigger. My wife said, no, come on, motherfucker, let's cool it. Come on, don't go so high. What do you got, like a 10, 12-foot ceiling or something? Something like that. There's room to spare. I can only go up to eight. But she's like, yo, ninja with the motherfucking star and shit, we going to be skyscraping. Yeah, that's true. I was like, all right, okay, that's cool. Okay, but you got did you did you Did you put all the ornaments on it and shit? We did a preliminary... Um, okay. We did a preliminary put on the, uh, the the white Christmas lights. Okay, yeah, we do that too. You know, and it's it's funny because it's like I always get torn because right now it's a very classy affair. Sure. I, like I'm a big fan of the tree with just the white Christmas sure, lights. Sure, I on. love that. That's classy shit. It is so classy. That's like a jewelry commercial. Like, <laughs> sing summer bell, sing summer bell. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. I know exactly. What and you're like, about. oh, they don't have any ornaments on their tree. Like crystals on your tree. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, exactly. It's like representative, of like an icicle, like a diamond icicle. Sure. Like but a- I realize though now when you get kids, you know they want to they want to put all kinds of shit all over the tree. Oh, you know dude. what I mean? And now they also have there are you know ornaments now from when they're kids and their pictures sure. with them, and they want to get, sure. get up in it. So I'm 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 cool with them messing the shit up out of that tree. Yeah, no, they want to get up in it. Like yeah. you said, when I was a kid, I was like, I was a tinsel whore. Yeah, you know, like I would have done anything for more tinsel. Sure, and you just chuck it on there. Just you know, coat the tree in tinsel. Yeah. Much it- like glitter, I fucking hate tinsel. But there, you know, we do, do you still do? T- we don't do tinsel anymore. No, we don't do tinsel. Do you do tinsel? No, we no, don't, we do, don't tinsel. do tinsel. You know, but I had a negative uh, tinsel experience. Right, you had a good tinsel story, didn't you? Yeah, I have a tinsel story. Go ahead, tell your tinsel story. I don't know. Have I ever? I, I, maybe I've never told it. I'm sure. Yes, you have. Yes, you. Have. I know exactly the episode, but it was like years ago. So was it the tinsel episode? It was the pet episode. Oh, okay, yeah. So, but tell the tinsel story. You know, hit when uh, you know, as as just stated, when uh, I was a child, I used to throw tons of tinsel on the Christmas tree. And my sister, she was a, a garland bitch. Okay. Like, she believed... You were a tinsel whore, and she was a garland bitch. Yeah, like, she okay. believed, like, you know, the garishness should come from a tastefully uh, <laughs> uh, laced, uh, you know, garland around the tree. Okay. You know, for me, I was just going to tinsel the fuck out of that thing. And it was like, that's probably the source of my, my tension with my sister. Even back then, she'd be... She'd that's be when like, it started? Yeah, she'd be like, <laughs> you're putting too much tinsel on the tree. I'd be like... Fuck you. Fuck you and your garland. Dude, tinsel is shiny as shit, and I right, like it. Right. And um, anyway, so the low-hanging tinsel, my cat Princey, short for Prince Charming, <laughs> he, he would eat he your would eat childhood that tinsel. friend. Your yeah, he would eat that. Friend. And he was always hacking up, you know, like little tinsel balls. Right. Tinsel and fur. Right. Why, why did he consistently eat it? Like, I could see him eating it once and being like, meh, fuck this. But, like, 
I guess what? Dude, you know he what? He just liked it? Must have been all the catnip I, I you know, made uh, him smell. He okay. got the munchies. All right. But, uh, I mean, you know, look, Princey, Princey had a, he was a, he was, he had some problems. Okay. <laughs> you know, he, uh, we, the, the theory was that we took him away from his mother prematurely. Okay. I'm not kidding. This is like uh, the vet said, you can tell by the way he walks, his tail is up in the air as opposed to down, and that is uh, indicative of, of immature cats. That sounds like bullshit to me. I know. Listen, come on. <laughs> there are people who've done All right, studies. so what? So it ate your tinsel? It ate, it ate the tinsel, and there was one day I saw a little piece of tinsel sticking out of his butt. Ugh. Usually Ugh. it hacked him up, but one of them made it through. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, I went to, you know, I put a, a dishwashing glove on, and I went yeah. to pull it out, and it, the Princey turned around and <laughs> hissed at me. Oh, my God. How far up in it was him? It, I mean, it was far. It, Only an was inch it? was sticking out. And, you know, tinsel is like a foot long. Oh, God. You know? It was way up in him. And, and uh, it doesn't cost $5, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so... Uh, Anyway, so days went by, and, you know, every time he, you know, went to the bathroom a little bit more, we would just slide Ugh. out a little bit more. Anyway, it was just right. hanging there, like, right. Right. six or seven inches. Right. And uh, finally, I was like, fuck it, I'm going for it. And uh, I put on the dishwashing glove again. I went, I just yanked it out, and he hissed at me. Holy shit. And, and it, came out, it just came out in one long string? Yeah, I mean, you know, there was some resistance, but, like, uh, you know. It, it, <laughs> it was wrapped around his ribs. It came. It, it was came. wrapped around his kidneys. That's some real, you know, Kev, I know you don't like sushi because it doesn't stick to your ribs. Have you tried tinsel? <laughs> It's delicious. You know, 1,000 cats can't be wrong. <laughs> can't be wrong. Anyway, so that's my tinsel story. Okay, that's good. That's a good tinsel story. But, I uh, love yeah, it. So, the cat's butt. Yeah, so we don't do, uh, you know, I don't do, t- there's no reason to do tinsel now. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, wait, before we keep going, let's just plug real quick. Okay. And then we'll, and we'll get back to all this good stuff. Okay. But um, we got the shows coming up. So this weekend, we've got a big show coming up in Philly. We'll be in Philadelphia, as Steve said. We'll be at the Helium Comedy Club. Um, and that's, what, the 8th, 9th, and 10th? Yeah. yeah. 8th, 9th, 10th. Thursday, Friday, Saturday night of December, 8th, 9th, and 10th, Helium Comedy Club, Philly. Uh, that'll be great. And then uh, we take a little break for the holidays. Then we come back in January. And uh, we got a kind of a cool uh, Vermont uh, upper state New York weekend mm-hmm. planned. Yep. Uh, we're going to do some theaters, so it should be fun. Uh, so people got to check this out. We, we, you guys got to come by and uh, say hi to us. We'll be January 12th is a Thursday night. We'll be in Rutland, Vermont at the Paramount Theater. Uh, the next night, we will be uh, at the Stratton Mountain Resort. Yeah. Maybe do some skiing. This is a first for us. It is. This is first for us. I was looking at the contract or whatever preliminary contract I had, and we they part of the deal is we actually get ski passes. Do you know that? So I don't know about you, but I would be interested in going driving to Stratton on Thursday night. Okay. So that we can wake up in Stratton on Friday morning. Okay. And then snowboard all day long. Okay, you can do. It. I'm not a big uh, snowboarder, but yeah, yeah, you're, I'm into it. You, I, you know what? Honestly, Kev, I would not recommend snowboarding to you. I, I'm not going to. Because <laughs> it's not even something I'm entertaining. Okay, because the first day or two of snowboarding are the days that you land and fall the heaviest. Yeah, and dude, I have problems getting up on dry land. You know what I'm saying, bro? Dude, I don't need to be standing up on ice. I've been there. The when ice of Vermont. I think I've been there like three times that you've injured your back, and this I, yeah. I can guarantee you this would be a fourth. Yeah, I'm not going to do that, but I'm more than happy for you to go do it. But I'll, tell you I'll what, drink the, hot toddies by the fire dude, and wait the, for you to come home. The Apre Ski <laughs> is where it's at. Sure. Well, we'll be doing a show. That's the whole point. There, It's an Apre Ski, Apre ski show. That's true. We live the Apre Ski. Holy That's right. shit. You know what? I'm going to snowboard off the mountain right into the, into the place <laughs> we're performing. Right with your microphone? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do my show in my snow gear. That's a great idea. Holy shit! It, I'm bro. so excited. Okay, so that's January 13th, Friday night, Stratton Mountain, and then um, the next night we're gonna head uh, head west a little bit uh, over to Glens Falls, New York. Yeah, just north of Albany, Glens Falls, New York. Saturday night, January 14th, we'll be at the Wood Theater, and uh, I don't know if all those tickets are on sale yet. I know the the Rutland one is. Uh, but keep, uh, keep your eye out for those shows, and we'll be plugging them because uh, we want to have some good crowds up there. And I um, imagine that uh, Glens Falls, I'll be, I'll be cranky that I'm hauling around a set of a, my snowboard. Equipment. Yeah, you'll be, uh, you'll be bruised. You'll bruise his Hell no, dog. Uh, the next weekend, we're in talks right now. I think we're going to be in Spokane. Yeah, seems we'll that way. We'll be up in Spokane, Washington, January 20th at 21st, uh, nailing that thing down at the Spokane Comedy Club. Uh, so keep your eyes out for that, too. That's January. Um, okay, so that's it, man. Let's see everybody in Philly this weekend. Uh, other than that, and one last little thing. Yeah, I'd like to thank the people uh, in Arlington, Virginia slash Washington D.C. Because oh, yeah. uh, 
I I just love going there and performing. I had a great time. We had a great time, and you know, as always, we met a few Chew crew there. I love meeting the Chew crew. Yep. And uh, a little shout out to uh, to the Redfords. Yeah, she brought a whole crew out. Her and her. She's one of our our big Chew crewers. Yeah, and uh, she brought her cohorts. Those people, they they do good things. They do. Uh, at Earth Rights. do good yeah. things. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, but... Uh, uh, yeah, we can, we can give a shout-out to Earth Rights. They fight Earth Rights. They fight the power. <laughs> I mean, like, you think you fight the power, uh, people? These people at Earth Rights, they fight the power. A little power. plug, a little Earth Rights plug. Fuck it. They deserve it. Um, okay. Speaking of Arlington, when we were there, there were a few funny things that happened, and it <laughs> led me to think of... I was giggling about one this morning. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. But go, well, finish your thought. I don't want to interrupt you. Well, no, no. I, they, it led me to think of this topic that we were going to talk about today. Okay. Uh, because there are a couple things that happened. Yeah. Okay. Um, number one. Yes. I was doing a routine. Um, there was a, there's a vomit joke in it. There's a vomit joke in it. Yeah. And uh, as I was doing the joke, I heard like two or three people off to the right of the stage go, Ew. And normally you think that people are laughing, but these people were... Disgusted. They, they legitimately didn't like it. They were disgusted by it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that's a moment where things get a little weird. Yeah. Where people go, ew. I don't know. It led me to think about all those times that whether we're making movies or whether we're on stage or whatever it is where we cross the line. You know, it's, it's interesting to me because, like, the fact of the matter is if you're at a comedy show, you have to know that nothing is off limits. Right. Like, you're, you have to go into it thinking you're going to hear some shit. So I always feel like the people who who groan and are a little squeamish maybe just shouldn't go to those shows i guess so but i think you know there's so many jokes that get thrown out that inevitably something's going to cross the line listen something's going to cross you're the line talking to point. the cross the line kid sure over here yeah and, um, and you know we've done it before and it's always a funny moment and you feel bad about it and you're like holy shit i can't believe it. they moaned they groaned yeah oh, they oops. groaned they groaned i guess maybe i went too far but some people, you know, and whatever, some people like that kind of thing, and some people, whatever. I mean, uh, it's just a weird moment when it happens. Yeah, I, and you know what? And I want to talk about it. I want to yeah. talk about it. But before I forget, I do want to, I was giggling about something that happened oh, okay, go. in Arlington. Go, yeah. Uh, and it was the night that uh, you and I got back to the hotel. Right. And, now, and um, you were in the elevator. You thought that I had already gone upstairs. We were, we were <laughs> over there at the snack area. That's right, yeah. And um, I got a Caesar salad, right? Don't lie. You got a Caesar salad. Right. Um, I did get a Caesar salad. But there were no forks, right? So I asked the guy, hey, where's our fork? And then someone went in the back to get me a fork, and I followed them. Right. And then you were standing still at the snack thing, and we got split up. And then I thought you just went upstairs. I was deep in a corner investigating, like, the nut section of the snack area. I was like, literally I was in the corner like uh, the dude at the end of Blair Witch Project. Like motionless, staring at all the nuts. Standing with the head against wall. Yeah. yeah. And um, you thought I was gone, but then I was like, I saw you getting the elevator. I was like, where are you going? And, yeah. you, and you were like, oh, like you look back and you're like, oh, I thought you were gone. And as I walked up to the elevator, literally at the very last second, you stuck your hand out to stop the door. I didn't know you did. Like that's how late you... You pushed your hand out there. Sure. Well, I, like I was like, oh, because I thought you were you were gone, and then I did the old, you know, put your hand in front of the sensor so the door reopens. Yeah. But uh, the door didn't reopen. It was too late. And it was a pretty heavy metal industrial elevator door, and it yeah. literally closed on my hand. Yeah. And the elevator started moving it was with so, my hand sticking out. So what all I could hear on my <laughs> side, like I I never actually saw you put your hand out. That like that's how late you did it. Okay. I heard the door close, and all I could hear on the other side of the door, through the door, was, ow, 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 ow. I was like, you, are you okay? I thought you were joking. No, my, you were my finger was caught, and the hand started moving up the thing, and I was like, holy shit. I couldn't pull it out, and I yanked it out, finally. Holy shit. And my whole middle finger, my, my fuck you finger. How's it doing? Is completely, was completely, is and completely bruised. Got bruised. How's it doing? It's good. I'm ba- I bounced back. All right. So anyway, so where were we? So okay. So then, okay. So then, okay. okay. So you had a groaner, and uh, so that was that groaner. And then the other thing, which we've just been discussing, and because uh, we, you know, I've I've gotten comments on this about crossing the line too. We do an opening bit now yeah. that involves the word pussy. Yes. And uh, we're you know 
uh, we call each other pussies, right? Yeah. And yes, there are. There's baggage to that word. Now there is. No, I think there have always. There's always been the baggage. It's always been there. It be, it, you're right. It, be, it became a little more public with the Trump there is stuff. a new. There's a new. Yeah, but baggage. I think the, it was always the baggage of women feeling that it's a derogatory term. Sure. And it's offensive to use uh, in the way that we're using it. And I get that. I get that. And so we became uncomfortable about it. And we tried to substitute other words, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, nothing had quite the punch that we were looking for. Sure. And so we actually started to make make a joke about the fact that we're using the word. Yeah. And it was just another one of these moments where you use a word that maybe five years ago you, there wouldn't have been as much blowback. But now there's a little blowback on it. And it makes us feel like we crossed the line. Sure. Some uh, women have come up to me in the autograph line afterwards and be like, "I don't. You really shouldn't use that word. I don't like that word. You know, whatever it is." And yeah. I get it, and I'm sympathetic to it. Sure. But now we are, we're able to make a joke about the fact that we shouldn't use the word, now, but we're using the word. I hadn't had that same experience. You were telling me that like no one has come up to me and said that like that was. Yeah, on two different occasions, uh, I had a woman in Portland and whatever the show was before Portland. Okay. Were uh, someone maybe Madison? Somebody came to me and was like, "Yeah, yeah." What do you think? That easy do, on the pussy word. Do you, you know think? I mean? um, <laughs> do you think that's because you're more approachable in terms of like somebody they think they could lodge a complaint to? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't turn it into some, like, something personal, Lemmy. Come on. No, I'm it's just okay. wondering like why I'm like almost offended that like uh, a uh, woman wouldn't trust know. me to. I think sometimes, certainly in those lines, I was the first person that shakes their hand. And you're the second person? Sure. So that maybe they just lodge the complaint to the first person they see? Sure, yes. I'm going to say that. All right. Well, I'm not offended. I mean, I, I mean, I, my feelings are a little hurt when you told me that. Yeah, so anyway, I felt like we had maybe crossed the line a little bit. And maybe we're being oversensitive. And I'm sure there are people who will say that we're being too PC about it. But, well, no, no. But we haven't given up on the joke. We're still doing the joke. But we're now we're acknowledging that We tried to get away from it going, yeah. when Trump you know, first... Uh, Grabbed someone by the pussy. Yeah. And then we, we, <laughs> then we were like, oh, this is not as funny. Sure. But that's not to say that that uh, it wasn't pr- problematic before that went public. It was, uh, you know, it's still a word that I think women find to be, you know, offensive sure. because of the connotation. Well, we don't want to offend anybody, nor sure. do we want to hurt people's feelings. That's that's never, you know, sure. ever been our M.O. Anyway, yeah. that was a cross-the-line story, but it made me think of those times in our past when we've had the funny, funny cross your line, oh, cross we've the crossed, line moments. we've crossed the line. We have crossed the line. Um, so my favorite, one, well, I think our seminal cross the line story happened very early in our in our in our broken lizard careers. Okay. Right? Oh my God! It was um, back when we were doing live shows. When we first started doing live shows right out of college. We would uh, we would perform at a club called the Duplex in New York City, and uh, you know all of our friends from Colgate people would come. You know, and anyway, we would also do. Um, we would also shoot little videos, right? We'd shoot little videos that we would show between sketches, and it would allow us to change costumes and that kind of shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we would occasionally shoot, like, fake commercials and stuff like that. Little yeah, I mean, videos. it was we, we very much followed the model of SNL. Half of that was because, you know, that's what we were watching, and we were like, oh, you know, fake commercials are cool. And the other half of it was just, you know, we needed time to... A change uh, from the gorilla costume to the mermaid costume. So, <laughs> right. shooting videos, you know, fake commercials included, allowed you to helped do us that. to do that. All right, so we came with an idea for one, and it was for a laundry detergent, like a new laundry detergent. And it's one of those laundry detergents that gets out any stain. And uh, you know, at the time, that was there was like a funny commercial about that, where you know some kid, ha- you know, has some dirt from the playground, and the mom writes, you know, whatever in it, Tide or whatever, in, sure. and then washes it, and the word Tide shows up is clean, and everything else stays dirty. Yeah, right. You I think people about? are familiar with. They know that, that shit, right? Or so, it's a grass stain. Sure, but I'm the saying that it's the, it's the theory though that you write with the detergent a word. On the dirty thing, and that's the clean thing that comes out. Yeah. That's how clean this thing gets. It. So we decided we would do our take on that, and um, we decided that uh, our detergent gets blood stains out. Yeah, right. So we went to the Smithsonian, and we got the shirt uh, that JFK wore when he was assassinated. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and you know the commercial is uh, Lauren Bright was the was the mom, and she would write whatever the detergent was jfk she wrote in the in the bloody thing and then she washed it and she pulls it out and holds it up with a smile and jfk is clean and the blood the rest of the blood is still there yeah, it's a white a bright white jfk <laughs> in the middle of this bloody shirt 
And so uh, we thought it was fucking hysterical, right? And so we we debuted it at some big show. I remember like parents were there, your parents, and I think my parents were there. And uh, we put this JFK video up. And I would even say it's it was the it was the world premiere of our second show. Oh, was it? Okay. Like we had already done. Uh, Where'd you get that tongue? That was our first show. Okay. And this was uh, Fish Whimsy, yeah. our second show. Yeah. And so uh, so we did it. We played the video, and we were expecting you know great laughs and then when the jfk thing happened the crowd moaned right the crowd groaned oh my god and we were like oh really <laughs> and then <laughs> and it was like a it was like oh i mean the jfk thing happened you know 1963 it was a long time ago but it didn't matter it didn't matter you couldn't fuck with that and and people got so upset. we heard some tisks yeah out there we heard some some gasps which is a weird situation when you have created this new video and you think it's going to be fun and you get that live reaction to it. Like, if it was just out on YouTube the way it is now, you know, it wouldn't have that same... We would have had that same reaction, but we well, got a live reaction. You were there, and, like, my parents were there. Right. Uh, and <laughs> my dad was livid. Yeah. My dad pulled me aside right after that show. I walked off stage with a big smile on my face, and he was like, Don't you ever... Ever make fun of John F. Kennedy again? <laughs> John F. Kennedy was a great man, a great man. That was a terrible thing that happened. Don't you ever do that joke again? Oh boy! I told you guys about that. I think you weren't you hearing about it from your parents. I thought somebody else. Yeah, my parents. parents were not happy about that either, and uh, and people were not happy. <laughs> people were angry, and I remember because you know we would occasionally tape the shows too, and uh, I remember going back with Jay and listening and watching. We would tape our, ourselves, you know, and uh, on stage, and you can hear the uh, hear the audience, and we would listen to it, rewind it, and be like, oh. But oh. you you realize now, like for instance, like if if one of my kids joined a sketch comedy group, yep, and did a sketch like about nine eleven, or something. yeah, I'd fucking I'd beat his ass. <laughs> I'd be like, get the fuck over here! I'd be sure. like, don't you ever fucking do that sketch again? That sure. shit was not funny. Sure. You know, like like I you know I would I would read him. I would tear my kid. Three new assholes. <laughs> but isn't that what it is, though? It's all about it's pushing the envelope, and 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 when you push too far, then they, you find out. Well, then that you look, go I back mean, in the other direction. You can't. Uh, you know, one of the things I think we all have in common is that the reason why we're able to do what we do is because our brains are wired to think about a lot of other things that you don't really talk about. Like we can just go to dark places. We can laugh about really insane things. Yeah. And then you just have to figure out how much of that you can share <laughs> right. with an audience. Because, look, I mean, a lot of it's like... Everyone says something stupid, but yeah. you don't put it on stage. We, you know Which what, is though? what we did. We were just kids. Yeah. We were not alive when that happened. You know, it was uh, just bad yeah. judgment. But there, judgment. Have, there have been others. There have been other bad judgment ones. Uh, oh, my uh, God. We can talk... Li- <laughs> want to keep, keep on the live comedy, or do you want to go to the movies? I had... Uh, well, for me, I, I, I have a few that I can remember. I mean, there's there's the... The Finkelstein one. Yeah. Okay. So that's when we're making beer fest. So this is also a different different kind of thing, right? It's like you do we do it in movies, and you shoot the movie, and you're not sure if you cross the line, and sometimes you have to self edit because you will not find out from the audience if you cross the line to like a, eight months from then, right? Yeah. But sometimes you catch it. Yeah. You know? Well, that was there was uh, we were shooting the beer fest scenes where we are lined up against the Germans, right? And. It is, uh, you know, in, in the movie now, you see um, Nat Faxon lined up across from me, and he asked if, uh, if I have a dickhead because of all my pubic hair on top of my head, or right. something in, the, in that vein. <laughs> right. When you're squaring off at the beer fest against the Germans. Yeah. It's, it's, and, they, uh, and they give Finkelstein some shit. They give me some shit, and they knock the yarmulke off my hat. Right. That's the big moment. It was the Germans versus the Jewish guy. Yeah, we and I like, get the eye go. of the Jew. Right. You get the eye of the Jew. Now, the original version of that was much more Nazi-oriented <laughs> and a, a lot more in that, in that vein. I actually don't remember the, the exact line of dialogue, Right. but uh, we shot it. We did several takes. We needed to get Finkelstein to the point where he's got the eye of the Jew. Right. And um, once it had been verbalized, I think we all felt a little icky about it. We felt that the extras, you know, there are about 100, maybe 100-plus 100 extras there. Like, 
They were kind of looking at us funny. Like, nobody really <laughs> was on board. The DP behind the camera. Right. The actors, you know. And so what, us. you and Faxon powwowed afterwards? Like, that, that evening, <laughs> yeah. after shooting, Faxon and I were talking about it, and we were like, that wasn't really funny, was it? And, and like, you know, he was like, no, I didn't even like being any part of that. And we're like, it kind of sucked, right? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it was kind of... He had mutual remorse well, we were, we were for just your like, comedy. We were like, that felt so fucking nasty and shitty and, like, not... It felt like Nazism and, yeah. like, in a non... Funny way. Not that there's a funny version of it, but, like, in a very non-funny way. And so I think we, like went right over to you guys and we we're like what do you guys think about like reshoot like we, you know we came up with the with the dickhead and the pubic sure. thing on the spot and we were probably like oh I was thinking the same thing I, you, you were I remember that that everyone was like yeah you're right too far yeah 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 too let's far. do it let's do it too far and we were uh, thank, that's one that we, we those are the ones you catch yeah we had those like that in the Slam and Salmon a couple of them too where we caught we kind of caught them in the editing not caught them but like you knew when you did it that it was like ah and then you watch in the editing room, and you're like, that'll never see the light of day. Like you what kind I mean? of stuff? Like, uh, I can think of two uh, moments with Michael, Michael Clark Duncan. One of them was uh, when he sits down at the table with the Japanese uh, uh, patrons. Yeah. And, with Mr. Uh, Yamamori Mr. and Yamamori, Mr. Translator. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, there was one where he was pretending to speak Japanese, and I think it went a little too, I think it went too far. Now. And we... Dinged it. Yeah. Now, to to be fair, to defend Michael Clark Duncan, the whole point of his character, and it was written into the script, was that he was very inappropriate. inappropriate. Right. And that's that's why we ran into a couple problems with it, because the idea was let's push how inappropriate the guy could be. He was offensive to these Japanese people. But then you're like, oh, you know what? We don't need to go that offensive in order to make the joke, right? So you get in the editor room, and you're like, no, 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 that's too much. The other one was um, in the lineup scene. Well, because, by the way, just, just before to get off yeah. that, because what happens is that, and we sometimes run into this when we're pitching ideas for TV shows, you, you know, you you forget that you're going to be sitting there like Michael Clark Duncan was with two Japanese people. Yeah. And he's delivering these lines right to their face. Right, right, right. You mean on camera, right? Yeah. yeah. He's, I yeah. mean, he's on camera, but yeah. like he's yeah. still, he's there and doing it. And then it's at that moment, you can see, even though they're acting. Right. And they're going along with it and they signed up for it. You can see in their eyes that they're like, Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, that's the same way. This is a different one I just thought of. Was um, uh, That same feeling was when we made a joke about, uh, and I ultimately didn't put it in the movie either. Uh, I don't think. Wait, no, maybe we did put it in the movie. I which, can't remember. Which one? It's when uh, Forte is sitting alone at the table eating. Yeah. The lone diner. And Guy really wants to have people who are going to spend some money sitting at that table. Yeah. And he's trying to deal with this guy, and he looks over, and he sees four fat people over at the bar oh, yeah. looking at the menu. And he yeah. wants them at his table. And he doesn't want... Guy. And does, so yeah. that was like a... And I, I will say this as a fat person, yes. as a guy, it was super uncomfortable because you're making a fat joke at the expense of these people, and it was like casting like the four extras, like you'd pick the fattest extras and put them there, and then we're making a fat joke. I think maybe we... Cut it out. Ultimately. No, we. I, I is it we in there? It. It? I think we kept it because it was like, wasn't it like? I can't remember. In slow motion, aren't you supposed to see one of them go? Oh, I'm starving. Yeah, but well, we didn't do that. But I, I think like it was like a a super uncomfortable thing. And the only way we got away with it was because I'm a fat guy. It would be like making a Hispanic joke. You making a Hispanic joke yeah. is okay. But even even <laughs> you felt guilty about it. I did. I felt bad. Uh, the other one was um, because it goes to that thing. It's like you still have to go up to those people, and you're like, so here's the deal. Yeah. You need to say I'm starving, yeah. and look at like you. You understand the joke is that this waiter is looking over at you guys, right? And he's losing you as a table, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the other one was uh, uh, when we were in the champ's office. We were in Michael's office, and he has the whole wait step in there, and he's giving him the speech. And we would call that the Glenn Gary Glenn Ross scene. Because it's like the scene in Glengarry Glenn Ross where Alec Baldwin gives them the speech, go out, you know, ABC, go out and sell. Coffee's for closers. Right. And so, um, but anyway, in that Alec Baldwin speech, there is one line where he, he, he basically says, you know, shut up, F-bombs. Yes, a homosexual right. slur. Right, homosexual slur. And so what we decided was we would take exact lines out of that Glengarry Glenn Ross and have Michael say them. And then we would, you know, it would be, pay, it would be an homage to Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. 
And so I remember we we, we got at the point where we're like, here, let Michael, well, let's do this line. And it was the line where Alec Baldwin drops f calls them all f bombs, and uh, and I don't think any, everyone knew that he was going to do it. And so he said the line, and I think there was an audible gasp. Like I remember Kobe, like Kobe Smulders was one of the one, like an audible gasp of like, whoa, is he really saying that? <laughs> and we. We were like, uh, and when it came out, we were like, oh, yeah, I get it. We're saying the exact same thing that Al Baldwin said in that movie, but it doesn't, f- it's not, it's wrong. It crossed <laughs> the line. And, uh, and so we ended up not doing it. We ended up not doing that line. But yeah. that was another one of those ones where you're like, too far, too far. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Listen, it happens. You know, like, I mean, look, for, we, like we have said, and it's always been our, our philosophy, you know, it's like even at Super Troopers, we don't ever fuck with people until they fuck with us. And that's just the way it is. You know, it's like our characters really generally, we'd like to get along with people. We like to be nice to everybody. We don't like to pick up people. I guess we could be dicks if we wanted to be, right? I mean, some people's comedy, I think, is that, right? It's pushing those buttons. Oh, I think there's a lot of that. Yeah, I but we don't. I mean, I guess it's just not something that we do. We've never liked it. I don't like fucking picking on people. I don't, yeah. And I don't like... Uh, you know, I've been picked on in my life. I don't sure, like it. Sure, I know, because you're so short. Yeah, I mean... What's up? I know. And, and listen, we don't have to talk about, you know, your uh, Wait, what? shortcomings. Oh, what? Um, no, uh, but like, I remember, you know, speaking of the Asian thing, like, yeah. live on stage, I've had a couple, I've had a couple, a, 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 an innocent, or a junior varsity version was the one where I used to, uh, I used to do my impressions. Yeah, right. And I would do... Uh, I would do an impression of Mike Tyson doing stand-up comedy. And it was similar <laughs> to The Champ in Slam and Sandy sure. in that any inappropriate joke, right. I would just slide it right into that impression. It allowed you to make inappropriate jokes and then yeah. blame it on the character. Yeah, so like one joke. It's like the I, Dice Man. Exa- exactly, exactly. <laughs> but one joke I did was like, you know, I, I, like Mike Tyson would be like, um, yeah, have you heard they, they invented a, a drug that turns lesbians straight? It's called Tricoxigan. And uh, gets a, that gets a big laugh. Like, sure. Like that. That's, that's a harmless joke. Sure. I did another one where uh, it was uh, Mike Tyson sitting next to uh, a, a Japanese woman on an airplane. Right. And she's, uh, she's reading a book. Right. And Mike Tyson's like, <clears throat> yeah, she was falling asleep while she was reading the book. And I was thinking to myself, like, what's going on? What's going through her head right now? Is she reading the book, falling asleep, going like, ding, dang, ding, dang, ding, dang, ding, dang, ding, dang, ding, dang, ding, 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 ding. And like I did that joke, and, and you I, had a groaner. Oh my god! At, like I got a groaner, and then like I made eye contact because people see right through <laughs> your I, bullshit. Yeah, that, that you're hiding behind this other character. Don't you put Mike Tyson's face <laughs> on your racism? Um, and so what? There were a, there was Asian people in the audience. It's always what happened. You know, it's like like I looked at, it, made eye contact with a few Asian people, right? And then that joke immediately came out of your set. Yeah, and I was like, that, that's the first and last time I'm doing that one. <laughs> that's like the, uh, we used to have that joke in our two-man where we made a Stephen Hawking joke. Remember that? Oh, I remember it. And it was uh, it was in the, it was actually just the story that we had on the Comedy Central special, Blow the Belt, where we talked about flying to Australia to, uh, to go promote Super Troopers. And uh, we ate the pot pretzels, and then you became incapacitated and couldn't speak. And the the original joke was that you were like Stephen Hawking, like really smart, but <laughs> but not good, at, not able to really speak. Yeah. And then you would do an imitation of Stephen Hawking. Yes. And uh, and it, it got to the point where the crowd consistently hissed when we did that imitation. Yeah, they hated it. You don't fuck with Stephen Hawking. They hated it. Right? And it would be like a the Stephen Hawking joke, and it'd be like, oh, like a moan, oh, yeah. And then eventually we, we re- realized we should retire that yeah. show. And the thing is also, like, when you're, when you perform, in like, in, like, if you're in a smaller club, you can just see the people right in front of you. Yeah. Even the people who aren't groaning or gasping or tisking, some of them will, like, look at each other and they see, like, you know, somebody, like, roll their eyes or, like, you know, like, shrug <laughs> or, like, make an apologetic look to the person they, that they drag to the show. Right. I had, I had a terrible one. Yeah. There's a terrible one. Okay, it was, uh, okay. <clears throat> when we were in I Miami. Okay. I don't know if you remember this one. We were in Miami. Right. And it was when... It was the year that the, the Celtics and the Heat were playing each other. Okay. In uh, the NBA, uh, probably conference finals. Okay. And it was right when the whole bath salts thing had happened. And, oh, like, right. a homeless dude... Ate someone's face or Ate whatever. someone's face. Okay, gross, yeah. Right. And there was a meme going around. Mm-hmm. 
and it had uh, it had Rajon Rondo, okay, with no face, okay, and it said, "Welcome to Miami. We eat," and then it was N I G G A Z. Okay, okay, and that was going around the internet. Yeah. Okay, because they wanted there was a little trash talk against the Celtics. Just trash talk, sure. You know, it, was, it was a meme. Okay, and nothing you could get away with. Nothing I could get away with, but I tried in our opening routine to bring up that meme. Okay. And as I was doing it, I remember, like, right before I got to the N-I-G-G-A-Z, right. I started to chicken out, and it actually came out of my mouth, basically N-I-G-G-E-R. Oh, and then... So you couldn't even get the meme right. I couldn't even get the meme right. I wasn't, you couldn't wrap your white mouth around that. I was not courageous enough to just go for it. and Because uh, I, as I was doing it, I was like, what a stupid idea you're having right now. Right. To try I can't and, believe you're going to try to make a joke out of this. Yeah. Um, here we go. Here, okay, here we go. <laughs> and then, like, and I said it, and then, and I really feel badly about it. Right. There was an African-American table, and they got up and left. They did? Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't leave right then. Sure. But they did not stick around for the end of the show. Okay. They were gone. Right. They didn't like your joke. And I felt fucking awful about oh God, it. I, I still feel different. terrible about it. Um, Do you remember that? I kind of remember it, but uh, 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 I don't... I've blocked it out of my, my mind, I feel like. Because, like, we, we met up backstage, and it was you were like, um, hey, Steve, uh, could you not do that one again? I was like, I know. I, I edited know. you. What about the um, that other one, that other opening that we just did recently, like, once or twice? What? And the Of Mice and Men thing? Jesus Christ. That um was, the gist of that was that uh, we were kind of trying to go highbrow, right? Instead of the dick jokes, we were going to do a scene from Of Mice and Men. Yeah. But the joke of it was that uh, uh, I was going to be George and you were going to be Lenny. Sure. So, so you, that's the twist. If you haven't read Of Mice and Men, right. Lenny is supposed to be like the big, dumb guy. Right. And George is the, is the little guy. The yeah. Little, the little smart guy. Yeah. And, then, and Lenny's the guy who, like, he carries the pet around. He keeps accidentally killing pet mice because he pets them too hard. Right. And, and then, and then, ultimately, in the end, he ends up killing the woman by, oh. by cuddling her too hard, hugging to her too hard. Yeah, because that's what he does. And uh, so, anyway, uh, the joke was that we were going to act out a scene from it, but we were going to bring a woman up from the audience to play the woman in the pl- in the in the play. Yeah, who ultimately gets killed, squeezed, by, squeezed yeah, to death, uh, rubbed to death, essentially yeah, by me, <laughs> right? And so, uh, and we never were going to do that. But the joke was that we would sit her off stage and say, "Okay, we're going to do this thing with the mouse, and then after we're done with that, we're going to do the same thing to you." Sure. So it was an anticipation joke. But it let's let's back up a little bit, yeah, because you're saying the thing to the mouse. What we were doing with the mouse was the mouse is in my pocket, right? And we were coming out on stage saying we're not doing dick jokes anymore. We're doing of mice and men. I've selected this play, and then I <laughs> I keep going into my pocket and rubbing the shit out of this mouse, right? And you're like, what are you doing, Lemmy? That's a dick joke. And I'm like, I'm supposed to rub the mouse to death. In my pocket. In my pocket. <laughs> and then you're like, can you not do that? I'm like, we have to establish it because I'm about to go do that to that girl over there. Right. Which and was the point <laughs> where you realized it was a little offensive. Like you were creating a laugh about anticipating assaulting this woman who was a random crowd member. Yeah, and not that excited to have been pulled up on stage in the first sure. place. Sure, and sitting on a stool waiting for her turn, or thinking her, and her turn never was going to come. The, the joke is that it all unravels before you even get to her. Right. But, but uh, we, did it, we did it once in San Diego. Yeah. And it was okay. And then we did it once in Atlanta, the first show in Atlanta, and after that, we're like, we're done. Yeah. Now, luckily, no more. That Atlanta show was the one where they had that great uh, blizzard scare of uh, 2016 <laughs> right. in January. One so inch, nobody showed up. They were afraid of one inch of snow, which never <laughs> came anyway. But nobody was at that show. All right. But the funny thing was, I, you remember the? Uh, I mean, we made a big deal out of this sketch. Like we in San Diego, there were, we used photos of us in our newsies hats. Like we were, yep. just, like, we had our newsies hats. We were going to sure. do the travel. We were ready to do of mice and men. Yeah. And uh, but uh, our our. Uh, our thing end up getting a little misogynistic, maybe? Yeah, the Or at audience. least the threat of misogyny. The audience <laughs> let us know. It wasn't great. <laughs> Boom. I, had, uh, I remember when I... Uh, we've talked about this a, a, a couple of times now, but when we were first, very first doing stand-up comedy, and my first set was, you know... Well, like, you know, I, I was so excited to have done it at our first, you know, at our first show. 
a broken lizard show that I was like, I called up our agent and I said, you know, I really want to do this. Like, I love this so much. I want to do this. He said, well, you know, you have to, you're going up in front of a crowd of fans. If you really want to do this, you need to get tough. You need to steal yourself and go up in front of people who aren't necessarily your fans. And cause you need to learn how to win over a crowd right. of people that doesn't know who you are. Cause that's like 95% of the stand up comedy game for, right. for 90, for 100% of comedians out there, you know? Yeah. And so he put me up in front of a teen tour. <laughs> and my my routine was 15 minutes of masturbation jokes. And all masturbation jokes for the teen tour. Good old mat and literally it was uh it was a room of uh, 14 to 17 year olds and including Alex Schaefer from Win Win. That's right. That's right. We just, we established that that it was, he was actually there. Which is so when he was a teenager. It was so great to meet him and and have him be like, well, "Did you do stand up comedy and talk about yeah. masturbation?" And like uh, the girls, the look, I was doing these jokes, and I knew it. This is one of the ones where I knew it the entire time, but where was I to go? So, but the theory was what? That the girls are too young to know what that is, and the guys are too young to admit that they do it? No. it was For I your mean, audience? Close. Yeah. The guys were too young to admit. They hadn't gotten to the stage yet where they had admitted to each other, hey, we're all masturbating. Right. It was still a secret. It's right. you're still in the stage. It's not that they didn't know what it was; they just weren't public. Oh about no, it. they knew what it was. Yeah. They were, you're doing it at that age, but it's right. like the thing. Like my group of friends had it, where you're like, you're at a table full of masturbators, and somebody has gotten busted masturbating. Everybody shames that person, and then you're talking about it, you know, you're on your lunch break, and everyone's like, "Man, I've never masturbated. Have you masturbated? No fucking way have I ever masturbated." But everybody's masturbating. Sure. Know? And that was the routine I was doing. So the bo- the boys were just like. Holy fucking shit! Like, dude, <laughs> uh, uh, like I don't, I can't, I don't know whether to laugh. I, I'm not laughing at this. Like, this is not sure. happening to me. And the no. girls, I don't masturbate. We're simply, I, I'm not going to pretend to know what a, the high school, you know, masturbation. Sure. What if you, uh, what if you were the? But they just thought I was disgusting. Sure, sure. But what if you were the guy who, who turned it all around for those kids? Like those boys realized, hey, it's cool to be public about my masturbation. What you if think- you were the one who? You think after around. after the show that night they're all yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to go out and s-. like Alex Schaefer was like, <laughs> I masturbate, and yeah. the other guys like, I yeah. masturbate. You know what? So. I do too. Cool, bro. I do too. And then one of the girls was like, I think that's disgusting. And another girl was like, Why? It's just the human body. Right. It's the human condition. And then right. they were like, You know what? He's not disgusting. And then you, you change the world, dude. Then you change I'm the like world. Bill and Ted. God damn it, that's good, All man. from one routine. But that was one where I was like, I'm, I knew it. I was like, I'm crossing the line. Right. And the only one who's suffering here is me. But like, <laughs> And I, you did suffer. I honestly would never. There's one girl in particular. Like, I don't know why I've got her face burned in my head. It was because she had a sneer, <laughs> a disgusted sneer the entire time. <laughs> and I never, I, I would like to never see that expression again. Sure. Towards anyone. <laughs> sure. It was pure teenage girl disgust and hatred. Sure. This guy's crossing the line. She just thought I was vile. Um, we had a guy cross a line. Uh, we pulled up on stage one time. Do you remember that story? Where uh, we did the opening bit where we, uh, and it was the same bit that we did in the special Below the Belt. And uh, where we bring guys up, and then we have a the peach eating contest, a sexy peach eating contest. Yeah, and the winner gets to be a you know in the movie in the next movie. Yeah, and uh, so you know a lot of funny experiences there because because guys would get into it. People would try to one up each other and whatever. And uh, the one where the guy crossed the line and the crowd got a little freaked out was uh, uh, the guy doing the sexy peach eating. And then at some point in the sexy peach eating, he pulls out a switchblade out of his pocket, dude. <laughs> And and threatens the peach, yeah, with the switchblade, and then eats the peach sexy. Yeah, now listen, that was weird. Let's let's just uh, cut through all the bullshit. We all know what the <laughs> peach metaphor was. Like it was a an oral sex. It contest. was. Wait a minute. And this guy it pulled was? out a knife and held it to the peach, and he lost the crowd. I mean, right. he definitely lost the contest. Right. He didn't get one cheer. Like usually, people gave the losers like a charity cheer. Sure. Just for trying, he didn't get one. <laughs> We had another. Do you remember like uh, that was a moan from the crowd in San Diego? We had that one kid who came up. I think he was he was so stoned. Yeah, and he was so fired up to do the peach eating contest. Yeah, and he lost unfortunately. Right, but he took the peach with him. Yeah, and went back out into the crowd, and he was so high, and he was with all his stoner friends uh-huh. that he thought um, as a joke 
what he would do is uh, throw the peach back up on stage. Right. Which he did. Sure. And in the middle of the show from the crowd. Yeah, while we were still in the opening set, and security punted him. Right. And this is a guy who would like, I think he actually came backstage before the show even started. Well, no, I think he, wasn't he a guy who, who, who knew, who was in my brother's like class? Wasn't my brother like a, what is it, one of his professors or something like that? I can't, I, somehow we something interacted like with that. him before the show. Yeah. And he was really psyched to see the show. So excited to be there. Just a, like a, just a nice little young dude. And he whipped that peach up there and he got chucked. Yeah, and he got chucked. And luckily, <laughs> like I came off after the thing and like I saw him being like, being dragged out of the place. And he was like, right. no, man, please don't, man, I'm so excited. And I, I saved him. God. I saved him from being kicked out. That's fucking hysterical. Yeah. He crossed the line. Yeah. Um, what about? Um, are you willing to admit now, in hindsight, that in the promoting of Super Troopers in Boston, yeah, at the House of Blues event, uh-huh. that you crossed the line? No, they, no, <laughs> they deserved it. They deserve the bouncer is really. I was never going to do. That. We've told that story a couple times, but just the quick version is: we went to go promote Super Troopers at the House of Blues. Yeah. It was the end of our tour. My family was there. We got to the front door. The bouncer carded everyone, and my mom didn't have an ID, and they wouldn't let her in. Yeah. In her 60s, woman in her 60s. Yeah. They wouldn't let her ID. So it turned into a confrontation. We were in a fight. They were in a fight. Blah, blah, blah. Put us in a bad mood. And then when you guys got up on stage. Me and Stolhansky. You and Stolhansky were are there to introduce the movie, and then the band would come out and play. So you'd introduce the new band, yeah. and you you know you get up on stage and make the introduction. You go up and make an introduction, and you guys decided you were going to pull your pants down, yeah. take your dicks out, and what, say Boston sucks dick or something? No, Boston? Boston sucks. Boston sucks, yeah. okay. And and show your dick to the crowd. Yeah. And there we knew ahead of time and that you were talking about it. Jump up and down and helicopter, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there was a lot of debate about whether you should do it or not, and some guys in Brooklyn Lizard were upset Scared about it. Scared about it. Yeah. And then you did it. Yeah. And you did it, and um, I know Soda was a little upset about disappointed but you guys my dad who was there was very disappointed in he you guys definitely knows we crossed the line super disappointed I mean, yes in you guys. we crossed the line right for sure like the you know we crossed the line we get up on stage <laughs> and showed our dicks that's just like belligerent human behavior but they drew first blood kev that I bouncer so. drew first blood well but that was just one person not the whole crowd that's fine not that i know i mean i was egging you guys on to do it i was pro show your dick yeah. Just because I wanted to see you guys do it. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, but I don't think that their crowd gasped. I don't think the crowd was upset about you it. You know what? Some of the people we knew were upset about it. Well, here's you the crossed thing. crossed the line. I don't think we hurt anybody's feelings. Right. And so maybe for me, that's where the line is. Is like, did you hurt people's feelings? Did you genuinely offend somebody? Right. You know, like, JFK was a line <laughs> crossing. Like, it, it hurt my dad because sure. he loved JFK. But the dick thing hurt my dad. You know what? Because he loves you. Your dad. Because he loves you, man. He loves you, man. But his line. And he didn't want to see you do that to yourself. But now here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. That's what it was. He said, "You know, this is of all the low things." He said, "Of all the low things you guys have done, right? This is the lowest." Okay. And that didn't make you. I feel wonder like if we've you. done lower since then, for in your dad's eyes. Uh God, I don't know. He's been to every set, so I mean, he was at a lot of the Super Troopers two uh, filming. Yeah. And I don't think there was anything that he was offended by necessarily. No, maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, there's some. Uh, well, I guess it remains to be seen. We're in the editing room now, so we'll decide what crosses the line. Yeah, but <laughs> I didn't, he, yeah, no, I know. I didn't. I don't think I I offended your dad. I know your dad was offended, but I don't think I offended him in the way that I mean. What do you mean? Oh, oh, that you you assaulted some 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 belief that he had or something. Yeah, like that. I think his thing was more of like mm, that's stupid. You know, like right. that's you know what that's. Well, I think it's more like, uh, I feel bad for you. Yeah. Or yeah, I wish you wouldn't do that to yourself. But it's not like we attacked, you know, the UConn uh, women's Husky basketball team. Yeah. Which you hold in such high esteem. No, I know. It's not like I'm uh, <laughs> a, a insulting, you know, a D- D- Diana Taurasi or something like that. Or, <laughs> or Gino Ariamo. Right. Sure. You, you know, like I haven't said anything bad about that. Right. Then he would be like. Or Sudoku. Sir, you crossed the line. Yeah. Like, you know what? Sudoku's for dicks. <laughs> You know, like you know, then we'd have a problem. Sure, um, sure. Then he'd be pissed off. I did have, I have one last memory of, yeah. of crossing the line on stage was um, in uh, you know you can see it. I think 
I don't know even know if the people who saw Below the Belt on Comedy Central saw this bit. It might have been cut out because we had to cut out over half of our, sure, sure, our sure, show. Sure, sure, sure. I did a routine about um, you know teenage boys being horny. Yeah, there, that's a that, half of that bit is in there. Yeah, yeah, but I think the half that I'm about the to talk offensive about, half. Yeah, is, well, maybe that's why it got cut out. Is not it? <laughs> was that uh, I said? You know, if you have a teenage girl, like this guy is going to want to come fuck your daughter. Sure. And you know, I think people are like, like already upset. I always heard a few groans. Sure. Usually from moms. Sure. And then maybe some dads too. Sure. I I don't want you saying that type of shit. Yeah, but then like I I proceeded to like provide a visual of mm, like. God. The quick orgasming teenage boy with the teenage daughter and how he like can get aroused quickly again. And I used to do it. Right. And I remember always like I to me a good show is when I didn't hear a groan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but, a good show is when you did not hear a groan. Yeah, but uh, ultimately I always so a like, bad show is when they groaned. Probably about seventy five percent of the time I'd always hear like it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a crowd groan. The crowd loved it. Right. But I'd always hear, 75% of the time, I'd hear, like, you know, a few voices like, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> or like, oh, shut up. Oh, stop it. Something like that. Ew. Yeah, like, oh, please don't. No. Right. Like those kind of things. Sure. And did it ever make you think, hey, maybe I should change this up? No. Those are the people that I was like, you know what? You don't like it. Go home. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's a whole other part of the attitude. It's like you're like, there are times where you want to have that reaction out of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's that's what you're going for. Yeah. I mean, that that time, like, the crowd, it wasn't like a group gasp, like, with JFK. Right. This is the thing where it was like, there was a huge laughter in the crowd, and then I'd, I'd always hear a couple of tisks. Right. You, those are the ones you just got to power through. Sure. Sure. Can't please everybody. It can. won't be the last time. Um, all right. All right. What about you? Got any more? I don't have any more. I've only crossed the line five times in my okay. life. I think we've got some good shit You there. think I'm crossing the line? Are you crossing the line by by pulling uh, the shoot for one hour? Yeah. No, no. I think I think we're you know close enough. The Chew Crew, you know, is happy about it. Chew it was originally supposed to be like forty five minutes. I know. And I'm looking at my list just to see if there's no anymore, but I think we're done. I okay. Think we got it all. What are you going to eat on the way out? Um, Can I tell you what I'm eating on the way out? Yeah, go. Yeah. A Philly cheesesteak again. I'm going to Philly. Okay. I'm going to Philly tomorrow. Should I get on that with extra whiz, dude? The whiz. Put some extra whiz on that thing. Isn't that that's what you're supposed to say, right? Oh, dude, more whiz. Throw some more. Throw some extra whiz I on that need sandwich. Some more cheese and some more of that meat. You okay. know, hold some of the other stuff. Just bring the the whiz and the meat. <laughs> Just give it to me. <laughs> give me the whiz and the meat. Blend it. I'll take it as a shake. Just okay. give it. To I'm me. excited. I hope some Chew Crew comes. Great uh, Chew Crew came to Arlington. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Chew Crew. A lot of Chew Crew. A lot of Chew Crew. Really fun. Really Love fun it. to see him. Love it. Uh, I hope they come uh, to Philly. Chew Crew's growing. We got, you know, we got the numbers. The Chew Crew continues to grow. Yeah. So I hope, I hope they all they all make it to Philly. Love it. Tell your friends about the Chew. Oh, you know what? Go to iTunes and leave us five stars. Fuck it. Yeah, right? I asked for this once a year. I mean, we never even think about that. No, I asked for it once a year, Chew Crew. You know what we also never do enough of? Or we haven't done it in probably two years. What? Um, thank Jason Akana for the song. Thanks, Jason O'Connor. People like that Chew Crew song. It's a great song. The Chew in It song. Yeah. And our buddy Jason O'Connor. You know what else we don't do? What? What? We don't give people our Twitter handles. I'm no. at Steve Lemmy. Let's do it. He's at Heffernan Rules. Uh, at Steve Lemmy, at Heffernan Rules. People yeah. should follow us, right? Yeah. If you're the Chew Crew, you're probably already following us, right? Yeah. Okay. You're going to hear... Th- you're going to hear a beep coming from my seatbelt, which is going to release Cause it's, cause fucking out of here. Because we're where we need to be. Um, all right. Thanks, Chew Crew. Wait. So we're both eating cheesesteaks on the way out? Well, I'm eating a cheesesteak for okay. sure. You're I'm going, going extra whiz? I'm going extra whiz. Okay. Let's hit all the cheesesteak places in Philly that we can. Okay. Let's not eat anything. Let's. Can we make a pact yes. to only eat cheesesteaks? Okay. I love cheesesteaks. I fucking love not So as you're saying breakfast, lunch, dinner, cheesesteaks. The whole thing. Okay. I'm in. Let's do it. We're going to turn into a cheesesteak. Right. My Philly's going to be out of cheesesteaks after this weekend. For sure. You better whiz. stock up on your whiz, Philadelphia. We're coming. That's right. All right. Mm, oh, yeah. Thanks to your crew. Mm, oh, yeah. um, we'll see everybody in Philly. All right. Bye. All right. Later. Now leaving Nerdist.com.